Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love yeah, well, uh, welcome. If you're just joining us, we're so glad that you're here with us. Good morning and welcome. Uh, I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran. I'm Lisa Sampson, director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry. Jeremy Holquist, intern pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the director of music, ministry, and worship. Yes, well, and uh, we are marking the one-year uh, anniversary of the beginning of this pandemic, and that is, uh, uh, you know, uh, it means a lot of different things. It, it means... Uh, you know, challenges of trying to figure out online worship for us as a church, uh, for us how to broadcast something, for you all how to connect to something, uh, as well as then how to connect on a personal level. How do we connect with people? Um, and then, of course, there's the actual sickness and pain and suffering and death and isolation, all of these things. Uh, a lot of complex emotions going here. And so uh, Jeremy's prepared a litany. Do you want to say any words about yeah, I think we just this. wanted to take a moment to both name um, the reality that the pandemic has been uh, a place of both joy and sorrow, um, of some kind of hard realities of living in a different way of life. Um, and so as we lift that prayer before God, we want to invite you into that. Uh, and so we'll continue with that litany. Here we go. Dear friends in Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we are called to love and care for one another and to pray for one another. So gathered as a whole people of God, we lift our voices, offering prayers of remembrance, of healing and hope for the nation, the world and of all creation in this season of COVID-19. Let us pray. O oh God, our refuge and strength, from the depths of our spirit, we raise our collective grief for the 2,562,739 deaths related to COVID-19 throughout the world. We pray for all whose life ended too soon and for all who mourn, trusting in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for nurses, doctors, first responders, and all who work in the medical fields, who a year into this pandemic are feeling the fatigue, burnout, and emotional toll of their professions. Grant them peace and comfort and strength to keep moving forward. Help us always to express love and compassion for one another. Trusting in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who have felt the effects of isolation and quarantine and the loneliness of being at home alone for too long, we pray for mental health, beloved community, 
and for opportunities to connect to one another during this season, knowing that you call us to care and compassion for one another, trusting in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For fear and anxiousness that accompanies us as we navigate life together in a pandemic and re-entering into our community, we acknowledge the reality that we are entering into a new normal. Calm our worries and fears and help us navigate well what it means to be people of God, called to love and serve one another. Trusting in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift before you, loving God, all the places where you have been present for the joys and opportunities that have come because of the pandemic. We pray for deeper relationships, new connections, and for the ways we have discovered new community together. Hold us in these moments of joy that we may continue to discover new hope each day. Trusting in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pause to take notice to re be reminded what is most important, what we have discovered about ourselves, our community, and our world. Trusting in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of all creation, help us to see the world you have made, the world you mean to save. Show us the breadth of your love. Amen. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for that reflection and inviting us into that. And, you know, that's what we're going to be reflecting on some here this morning. We'll be inviting you into the conversation uh, through the table conversation here and also uh, in Jeremy's uh, sermon for this morning as well. Uh, but before we get to those parts, we're going to continue with one of Mary Oliver's poems. And so uh, we continue with this poem by Mary Oliver, and we let uh, her words uh, invite us into this conversation as well. Is the soul solid like iron? Or is it tender and breakable like the wings of a moth in the beak of the owl? Who has it and who doesn't? I keep looking around me. The face of the moose is as sad as the face of Jesus. The swan opens her white wings slowly. In the fall, the black bear carries leaves into the darkness. One question leads to another. Does it have a shape like an iceberg? Like the eye of a hummingbird? Does it have one lung like the snake and the scallop? Why should I have it and not the anteater who loves her children? Why should I have it and not the camel? Come to think of it, what about the maple trees? What about the blue iris? What about all the little stones sitting alone in the moonlight? What about the roses and lemons and their shining leaves? What about the grass? And a reminder, these poems of Mary Oliver, you can uh, find them in her book, Devotions, or uh, if you Google the titles of these poems, you can find them as well. And so uh, the title again for this morning is Some Questions You Might Ask. So if that's one you're wanting to look at a little more, uh, it's Mary Oliver, Some Questions You Might Ask. 
And so we're going to continue now with Jeremy's uh, sermon. A little scripture reading. Oh, man. Glad I got someone uh, telling me what to do, where to go. That's helpful. We're going to continue scripture reading from John chapter 3, which will include a familiar verse. Yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. And our reader for this morning is Brad Pezdal. So, Brad, take it away. John 3, verses 14 through 21. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those, but those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. Well, thank you, Brad, and uh, thank you guys for the reminder that we should include the scripture reading this morning. And so now we'll continue with uh, Jeremy's sermon for this morning. I heard this story a number of years ago about a young boy named Johnny. He was hired as a beggar at a local grocery store and listening to his manager at the daily briefing, uh, Johnny heard his manager say, every encounter you have with a customer is a chance to make a difference in their day. So Johnny being the ever engaged young man decided to go home that night and think of ways to encourage people. So he wrote up a list of thoughts for your day, words of encouragement for people that he could leave in their bag of groceries and as he was bagging groceries, he would place his thought inside their bag, smile at the customers and say, I put something extra special in your bag for you today. I hope it encourages you. Well, as it turns out, people loved to be encouraged. And Johnny's line quickly grew. And when the managers would invite people to shorter lines, they chose to say, we want Johnny's word of the day. Our gospel text today contains probably one of the most well-known pieces of scripture. It's plastered on bumper stickers and street corners. There's at least one in almost all professional sporting events. It's even on the bottom of In-N-Out Burger soda cups. Now maybe you're like me, John 3.16 was one of the confirmation memory verses that I had to recite while standing in front of my confirmation questioning committee. Talk about pressure, right? This verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Well, I love this verse. The snarky seminary student in me really wants to stand next to, me to people who hold up their sign and say, Don't forget, there's verse 17. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved. We've as a world learned to adjust to mass, distance learning and online gatherings. We've had to get creative in visiting with friends, family, and loved ones. Some of us have experienced grief, 
death and loss at a distance. For some, the inevitability of job loss and transition have carried hardships that we can only begin to imagine. Those realities, this experience of life in a COVID-19 year will not be easy to let go of. Thanks be to God for this verse of hope in the midst of what feels like a trying year. For God so loved the world and that God did not come to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Thanks be to God. You see, John 3 begins with the story of Nicodemus, a Pharisee and leader of the Jews who comes to visit Jesus in the cover of darkness. No one really knows why he comes to visit Jesus at night. We just know that he shows up knowing who Jesus was. Knowing who Jesus was, Nicodemus still goes on to question Jesus as if there's something he's searching for. Nicodemus is searching for that something extra in the bag. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Nicodemus would have known this reference from the book of Numbers, chapter 21. The Israelites are wandering in the desert with Moses, receiving manna from heaven, water to drink, and success in the face of their enemies. And yet, they still complain that slavery in Egypt would have been better. So God sends poisonous snakes and they are bitten. They cry out to Moses and God to heal them. And so God tells Moses to put a snake on a pole so that whoever is bitten would look upon the pole and be healed. God doesn't take away the hurt, though at times I wonder if it would be easier. Instead, we are pointed to the one who enters into our world, not as condemnation, but as our savior. Nicodemus is the first one to hear the good news that we are saved by grace through faith, not by our works, but this is a gift from God. Yet Nicodemus walks off back into the darkness. This week we sent our oldest son Weston back to in-person school for the first time in a year. The dad in me has been freaking out. Maybe that's where you are. Anxious, worried, uneasy, or unsure about what comes next. Maybe you feel anxious about gathering back together or life returning to normal. I've been reminded more than once this week that my fears are more than okay. Yet, I've also been reminded that when he comes home from school with an ear-to-ear -ear grin, that all will be okay in the end. It is out of love that God sees God's creation as worth saving. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. We, as God's creation, are invited to look for the ways that God is working for the good in God's creation. It'd be easy to look on every piece of the pandemic and see the sadness, the grief, and the loss. In her poem, some questions you might ask, Mary Oliver puts it this way. Is the soul solid like iron, or is it tender and breakable like the wings of a moth in the beak of the owl? Who has it and who doesn't? These questions of hers lead us to wonder where God shows up and where God takes delight in his creation we're saving. And this week, I invited members to share some of the places they found joy over the past year. 
While we take a moment to share some of our joys with you today, I wonder if you'd be willing to share some of the joys you have been finding this week. No matter where you find yourself today, heading back into the darkness of emotion and process of this past year, or searching and finding the joy within the newness of the day, know that you are where you are supposed to be, a beloved child of God, worthy of grace and mercy. You are God's dearly beloved creation. You see, indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Amen. Yeah, well, thanks, Jeremy. And so, yeah, we want to reflect a little bit this morning on this past year. And I think this story, you know, brings us into... Uh, brings God into the conversation in a great way. And so one of the questions I guess I would have as we kind of start off here for, for all of you to chime in on and that we want to enter into too is, you know, so as we, here we are a year into this, where is everybody at? <laughs> you know, how are you feeling about life and this past year? Uh, what have been some of those joys? What have been some of the challenges? Uh, and what's the right now, I guess, you know? Um, where are you finding your your spirit in your mind these days <laughs> maybe you know, there's a bunch of different ways of asking this kind of question of yeah where are you at right now where, where, yeah. where is everyone at, at? Home. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the couch same answer as for the last year pajamas home. yeah yeah one hour more tired uh, this right. morning yeah. but no how about you guys where where, where <laughs> do you think you're at here a year in now for, for me, it was hard. Last week, um, I was in, a year ago last week, I was in New York with my daughter and her husband. And so seeing those Facebook pictures popped up yeah. hurt. Mm -hmm. And I'm really missing her. This is the longest I've ever gone without seeing yeah. any of you know, my kids, but especially her. Mm -hmm. So that's, I'm a little sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm a little grateful for going through this. You know, I mean, I think it's, it was, it, it's, it's been a nice kind of reset and I'm really looking forward to 
how that's going to affect our lives when we all can be kind of normal. Sure, right? <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. So I guess that's where I'm at. I think sometimes I have a hard time believing it's been a year, you know? <laughs> like, it seems like... Um, in some ways it feels like time's just weird it feels like it's been like forever like it's hard to even imagine when you know you could do normal things and yet uh, then it's also sometimes like wow it's actually been a year you know we uh, this weekend in Minneapolis met up with some friends in a park who we hadn't seen in well over a year because it had been you know even pre-pandemic had been a few months and so now it's like you know you know, pushing a year and a half and, you know, and so we see them and we have a 10 month old baby that they've never met. Uh, you know, uh, she, this, this other couple, she's 20 weeks pregnant. And we're like, wow, <laughs> this is new. And, you know, there's just so much life and, you know, you know, things have happened during this, you know, year plus of, uh, of separation. And so every once in a while, there's those kind of markers that like, you know, for us that having our little Ben is one of those markers where we're like, wow, you're just getting bigger and bigger. Life keeps, you know, mm-hmm. keeps happening. And so it's a, uh, yeah, I feel like that's one thing that's kind of struck me as I've heard in the news, these different, you know, here's what happened one year ago kind of mm-hmm. things. It kind of hits mm-hmm. me. I'm like, yeah, wow. A, a lot has happened. And yeah, it's just it's just weird. Sometimes it feels like it's been a very long time. Sometimes it feels like time has flown, and you know, I yeah, I don't know what time means anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it's crazy. Like I've been watching the Facebook feed meme things that have come through, and one of them is you know, twenty twenty one is at least a little better. We might have a pandemic, but at least we have toilet paper. Sure. <laughs> yes. You know? I mean, think about that. It was a year ago that we were in this whole like yeah. scarcity mindset. Um, but I think for me, like I have been in this like emotional weirdness state lately mm-hmm. that it's really excited about the future and like people getting their COVID vaccines and that's yeah. wonderful. And then sort of in this like grief moment of man, I miss some people and I miss some opportunities and kind of feels like I'm ping ponging over yeah. the course of this last week, especially, but mm-hmm. it's weird to think that a year in, you know, we all sat down a year ago, it would be a year ago today, today. even playing that first online service. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kind of weird emotions that come with all of that. Well, we and we didn't know what to expect, and we didn't know what we were doing. Figured just be a few weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was one of those. It was a couple of weeks, and huh, here we go. But now yeah. we are a year later. And yeah, still in the same space. But yeah, yeah. I think one of the questions that's kind of curious to me is to think about um, how you have grown as a person hmm. over the course of last year. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things I noticed, I had asked people to share their joy, some of the things they were uh, looking forward to or grateful for. Um, and if you noticed, all of the photos were either something to do with either connecting via, te- via technology or simply noticing things in nature. Yeah. Um, and I thought, wow, like that was, that was almost shocking to see that transition. So I guess I'm curious how you guys have continued to grow. Yeah, I like the images of the, the, that quote of noticing things that have been there all along, but not really, you know, paying attention to them uh, <laughs> as much. Because, yeah, all of a sudden the things we were able to do, you know, like in the four years of living in our neighborhood last summer, like I had never seen as many people out walking and biking and rollerblading and skateboarding and basically mm-hmm. anything you could do outside. Like, you know, never on that level ever, you know, and 
you know, that's not a bad thing, you know, getting out into nature and creation. And I think that's part of even what's making me connect with these Mary Oliver poems more because it's all these creation images and stuff that, um, you know, I felt myself just a little more tuned into that than, than normally. I think it's a word of encouragement to think about how we experience the world this year. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there were some limits to it, but I think there were also, also some opportunities. Um, yeah. For us, it's even like clearing out the woods in our backyard. And while it doesn't seem like much, it makes a difference as I look out this year. It's sort sure. of cleaning house in our own spirit. Yeah. Um, and that sort of creative space that goes with that. Mm-hmm. I think this year so much of it has been about a couple words that come to mind are uh, flexibility and patience and mm. you know flexibility okay I kind of like trying new things every once in a while but this has been a bit much <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and patience I don't really ever like having a lot of patience and boy it's required a lot of patience this year you know yes. just waiting and not really knowing the uncertainty you know kind of of like okay you know, even now, it's like, okay, are we getting back to normal, or is it not quite? And we, we just have for so long lived in this almost but not yet kind of uh -huh. kind of space. And it's hard to do it now, even especially yeah. now because the end is so close. Yeah, you've all heard that saying, "The horse smelling the barn." Yeah. <laughs> That's what it. I have not. You've not. No way. <laughs> no, what? I have not. No. Oh yeah. Should I explain it? Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so we're all we're all looking towards the end, and we want to get there quicker. But it's and it's so e it'll be so easy to just let go of what you've been holding on to for so long because you just want it gone, you yeah. know. But the end is close. But we can't. We have to be patient yeah. and still diligent yeah. until it's officially over. Yeah. You know, because even if you if you get a vaccine, you still have to wear that mask. You still have to be, you know. Um, uh, practicing these one these things that keep others safe until everything is okay. Patience is a virtue, Nathan. We've never yes. been closer, but <laughs> it still requires a little more patience. Yeah, we yeah. still have to kind of be diligent. You know, a big thing for me is practicing grace this year um, in working. For me, when I'm working with musicians, when you're when you're face to face and you're live, you can kind of expect musicians to kind of. Uh, kind of just get better and better and better, you know. Uh, now our musicians have gotten better through this pandemic, but but because we're in such a weird place all year long, um, it's been easier for me to practice grace to these people. Just saying, you know what? If you couldn't make it, not a big deal. I'll take what you can give me, um, and that can be life giving. And and I've I've noticed that how life giving that is um, to those who are receiving it. And uh, I hope that I can practice it afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but that's an important thing and the power of giving life through grace right you know you know in the mary oliver poem she talks about the soul and um and is it you know is it weak like a moth in the owl's beak like fragile or is it solid like iron and you know i, I think part of what the, i've learned from this year is it's you know our souls and minds and spirits, it's all of those things, right? right. I mean, we've shown some pretty incredible resilience. Everyone has, mm -hmm. like everyone who's listening here, everyone who's here has, has showed remarkable resilience and also some real, like real, we've all had just really difficult times too, mm -hmm. right? right? Where we all felt pretty fragile and helpless and hopeless mm -hmm. and all of those things. Um, 
And, and that's a, I, I really like that about the, her poem from this morning. It really does draw on these ideas that, you know, it's all questions, by the way, you notice, right? It doesn't answer the question. It's like, what is the soul? Is it hard like iron? Is it soft? You know, you know who has a soul? What has a soul? Yep. And, you know, and I think that is, that has been true to the experience mm. of, of life in general, but even yeah. especially this life this year where um, yeah. there's just, you know, we've experienced the spectrum of emotions yeah. in life. Mm -hmm. Well, and I loved, uh, that's the reason why we pointed it out as often as I did in the sermon, this uh, 317. Yeah. For God did not come to condemn the world, mm -hmm. but in order that it might be saved through him, right? Yeah. So this idea, I think often the pandemic has felt like, man, God, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why this moment? Um, and it would be easy for me as a person, I've got a little bit of a, a deep personality to go, okay, God, God, you're kind of messing this up. Yeah. And instead to say, uh, you know, God is in this through it all. And so as we continue to explore and think about and look for God, I think it's okay to, for us to say, this isn't the end. I mean, this isn't the way that I think God would want the world to come to know him. Um, it's more of that sense of, you know, God comes as, as a savior to step into the, the thick of this. Um, and how we experience I think that, I think, is very different. And that presence of God, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, from a faith perspective, as we've had conversations here in worship and reflect on that presence of God, it's been different than any other years mm -hmm. in my life where we focus so much about, well, where are we experiencing God? How are we experiencing God? And the question hasn't always been a neat, easy, well, I go to church and I do this for this hour. I come to this, this building and experience uh, God there. That's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> right. You know, that all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, if we're not in this building, then then where? And, mm -hmm. you know, I've appreciated the, you know, the, the reflections, whether it's people writing like Advent devotions or sharing in the comments here during these worship services, joining us and entering into the conversation about those big life questions. And uh, it turns out that God hasn't been absent or, 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 you know, absent or gone from these times, but actually all present in places that we weren't used to looking for God. We have been this during this pandemic. Gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> um, Taylor will be back at ten. Oh my gosh, I can't believe service. this. This is horrible. But we've been pulled from our regular routine. For me, I, I my default is to. Uh, go out for drinks or for dinner, have friends over, and that's my that's my normal mo, like on the weekend or whatever, you know, yeah. if I have time on 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 in in the during the week. But uh, this past year, I've been pulled from that. Mm -hmm. Although they're really they're great distractions, you know, they're wonderful to have, but they're distractions, and and having to be in the house every night of every week every day of every weekend and not having much to do socially outward of that um, is really, it can't be just me, that, but we've forced to look at ourselves and, and just really find God in that and find ourselves in those moments to build and grow up, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting journey to think about from beginning to end. Yeah. Something that I've really noticed is that our conversations about God and faith have changed so much because we're asking different questions than we've ever asked before and oh, wondering sure. different things. And I think that is the beauty of this entire year is to be able to do that and to explore and to 
really wonder about what where is God in all this and 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 how are we responding yeah mm-hmm. and to think how that will continue mm. to change as we open up and as we're forced into new experiences over the course of the next year I mean I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking about where we've been, but I also have this sort of leaning into, it's going to be uncomfortable and awkward. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging as we're having to relearn what some of that means. Um, It takes 21 days to form a habit. We've been out of this for well over 21 days. Um, And so to think about how do we develop together as people uh, moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. John and Connie Natwick shared on Zoom here, I think, which just really, I think, fits for where you're going, this future. It's, they wrote this, uh, after the darkest night, joy comes in the morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, the joy is coming, right? The, the, the darkness of this pandemic, you know, you know the, the morning is dawning. <laughs> it's right within sight. And there will be a lot of joy, and uh, we're looking forward to opportunities to gather together, you know, worship-wise, you know, starting outdoors in person, and then ultimately back in this space. And uh, I think through it all, like the conversation we've had here, I hope we can cling to these learnings and the, the both the questions and the answers that we've found um, and continue this uh, exploration of life and faith together, both in person and virtually as this has created the opportunity to have a community that is both. And I'm grateful for that. And I love, uh, our video decided it didn't like me today. And so it took out a piece of my video. Yeah. Uh, the story of Nicodemus. Nicodemus comes in and asks Jesus a bunch of questions. And then he walks back into the darkness. He leaves mm-hmm. him and he just vanishes from the story. And if that's all we ever knew of Nicodemus, that would be one thing. Uh, but in later in, I think it's, Uh, chapter 17 Nicodemus comes back Mm. um, and he stands at Jesus's trial first and he says hey just so you know everybody should have a fair trial in their own voice in the trial so someone who left kind of uncertain about God comes back to defend Jesus um, and then he shows up again to take Jesus off of the cross and so whatever the the darkness in the moment becomes Nicodemus's light in the future Um, and I think that's one of those redeeming stories is it takes a little bit to get there, yeah. but I think some someday down the road, we're going to see that good light. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.